Live, Joseph Leonard, not to be confused with Joseph Leonard, who you were just telling me about. It's a pleasure to meet you, and uh, I want to thank you for spending some time with me tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. And yeah, indeed, I'm Joseph M. Leonard. It looks French. It's not. It's actually Polish somehow. Joseph M. Leonard, but Leonard without the O. And I have to make the distinction because there is a Joseph Leonard out of South Carolina who is also an author. And I sure as hell don't want you buying his books. I want you buying my books, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so everyone listening, don't go buy the imposter's book, all right? Go buy <laughs> Joseph Leonard, L-E-N-A-R-D. Exactly and, uh, right. Yeah, we'll all be in. We'll we'll all be in good cahoots here. Hey, so you're an author, a blogger, you're a cancer survivor, a podcaster, political activist, speaker, social media influencer, and you're a writer. So, what's your wheelhouse? Like, what's your bread and butter as far as content goes and being an activist? Well, my regular day job used to be information technology. And uh, I have been on disability since 2004 due to, you know, remember back when uh, Y2K and all that crap? Oh, I sure <laughs> all, do. All, oh, that, yeah. all that stress being on call 24-7. Uh, you know, your body can break down from mental stress just as easily as it can physical stress. And my body got to that point in 2001, and I managed to hang on and kept working, sleeping. When I wasn't working, I was at home sleeping, uh, but I was able to get by till 2004, and then I just, you know, my body said, no, you're, you're not doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah, you got to listen to your body. I get it. I get it. I think in uh, 2000, I have this conspiracy where the world actually ended because shit started getting real weird after 2000. <laughs> so that Y2K thing actually happened. Yeah, just uh, blame the Mayans and the Mayan calendar, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> precisely. Which Man. I, I, I love that because you know, everybody was paranoid. Oh, my God, their calendar ends. No, it doesn't. It cycles. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. round. It it re revolves into the next cycle. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious how that goes. Vi like once something goes viral, and then like the the normal like you know population, the masses get a hold of it. There's mm -hmm. there's almost like no way to stop it. And then it's, everyone's like, oh shit, the world's actually going to end. Oh my god, the Mayan calendar ends. Oh, yeah, they made a fucking movie about it. <laughs> I you know I was gonna mention that, but you you said the masses. I call them the mass holes. <laughs> yeah, I hashtag that all the time. I should trademark it. Uh, you should. But yeah, t-shirts. I'll buy one. The masses of asses. They're the mass holes. Yeah. But yeah. The no. Sheep. The John Cusack, Woody Harrelson. I forget who all. John Cusack. You came from Michigan, so mm. appreciate it. Uh, his movies he had 2012 was a very uh, great movie and it's by my favorite uh movie producer roland emmerich 
He's my favorite producer. He's done Stargate. He done the Independence Day movies. He did uh, uh, oh wow Star the Stargate SG One TV series spinoff that I love. Uh, he did the Day After Tomorrow. His most recent one was an issue though because of COVID called Moonfall. Um, he, he the Day After Tomorrow. I don't remember if I mentioned. He's got a lot of great, great you know huge over the top really wild you know. Not believable kind of stuff, but really, really damn entertaining. And 2012 was one of those movies. I love that movie. He found his niche. Yeah, I love anything. Well, I can't say I love anything by Rowan Emmerich. He he had a Shakespeare movie, and I'm like, I saw that, and I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) He also did, uh, I think he did White House Down. And oh, uh, which yeah. was kind of uh, it came out the same time as Olympus has fallen, mm-hmm. and Olympus has fallen was much better than White House Down, but it was still okay. So you know everybody's entitled to a flop on occasion. Sure, yeah, it's only human. Hey, so I want to direct our conversation to um, we got our we we're going through some turbulent times right now, aren't we? Uh, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think a, g- a good place to start would be with um with the illegals flooding our country. I mean this this is a real problem to me and I, I just want to kind of hear what what you make of this. Like is this strategic by the current administration for voting purposes or what's going on? Yeah, I think it's the latter. Uh because the Blexit movement uh, you know, that Candace Owens, a former liberal who red pilled and awakened from her woke stupor, started. Uh, a lot of the black vote is starting to erode away from the original slave party. And uh, same with a lot of Latinos. So there's also Lexit. And uh, Brandon Strzok, the gay guy who also. Uh, red pilled and created the walk away from Democrats movement. So there's a lot of movement. Uh, you know, they they may like to scoff at the term the great replacement theory, but every day they're proving it right. <laughs> you know, that this is their indeed their replacement votes. I see it's it's touching home for me like personally now. And it's hilarious because I don't like to say that I'm a, I'm a far right or far left. I just kind of try to take the facts and put it in and then make a decision decision based on that. But so a couple years ago when Trump was in office, I didn't really notice too much in my life that was changing. Like there wasn't a direct correlation to me per se. Now, mm-hmm. now, Obviously, there were some tweets and yada, 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 and he's like, he is a crazy person, but it's like, that is minimal in comparison to what I am seeing nowadays, because now I'm directly affected by the illegals that are allowed to be flooded in, because now they're getting cell phones, they're getting almost like a link card for food, and they're getting housing. And we're paying for that. The people that have lived in this state, especially Chicago area, Illinois, we're paying for that to, to take place. 
And what just happened to, to me personally is my kid goes to a, a Catholic school. It's a private Catholic school. And he was on scholarship. And what happened is just as of January 1st, the state voted against the for like Catholic schools to have scholarships. So now that's an extra $11,000 that I have to pay out of my pocket, which was being paid for. But because it's it's church and I, what I think is like that's uh, more Republican. So, of course, they, they voted against it. <laughs> but but now all the taxes and shit are like I'm still paying for these illegals to be here, even though they're fucking illegal. And my kid exactly. has to suffer now. And he's well, you're he's you're a in a, you're in the sanctuary city area kind of thing. Even if you're not right in Chicago proper, mm-hmm. uh, I've been you know been there, been uh, oh Naperville and all that. Yeah. In fact, there's yep. a Naperville Illinois chapter in my terror strikes coming soon to a city near you book. Uh, But uh, before I forget, I never like to pass on a lame pun. I like (laughs) bad jokes. You said you're, you're neither far left nor far right. No, Uh you're far out, man. Far (laughs) out. (laughs) And some would say that is true. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) I can't, I cannot pass on a lame pun. <laughs> Damn, you like that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, you know what? I make myself fucking laugh. So, you know, that, that you. counts for something, right? If nobody else laughs, yeah, go hey, bleep yourself, right? There's I not, make there's myself people laugh. like you out there, I'll tell you that much. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that. Keep it up. You know, well, and... I mentioned my book, Terror Strikes Coming Soon to a City Near You. Although it is about terrorism, it's not a book about death. It's a book about life and living. There is a comic relief chapter in that very serious book to make that very point. With all this serious shit going on all around us, we need to keep a sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so important. Yeah, I do stand-up comedy on Wednesdays. Oh, do you? Oh, that's yeah, cool. That's yeah. cool. Oh, all right. Well. All right. I, I got to tell you my two Joe original jokes that are in the book. These aren't big spoilers, but the two Joe original jokes in the book are the first one is a Shakespeare joke. Again, remember, I, I do bad puns. That's all mostly what I do. I find something stupid to make a pun about. So here's the Shakespeare joke. To be or not to be is truly the question because if it's to be i got bingo <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> i actually i actually have a bit sort of like that like a, a chiropractor going through and just naming off like your b2 is jacked up your oh. i5 is fucked up bingo <laughs> yeah there you wait a similar kind of joke. And the yeah, other one like, that'll be obvious when you hear it, it. Both of these jokes were originally copyrighted in 2006 with the original version of the book. But the international version came out in 2022. The other is guy walks into a bar, says to the bartender, give me a Coke with a Viagra in it. The bartender kind of looks at him sideways. He says, I need a really stiff drink. <laughs> it's pretty good, dude. <laughs> it's, it's obvious once you've heard it, but 
I'm not a paid professional comedian, and I came up with it. <laughs> not yet. Maybe after this, you will be. Shit. <laughs> well, I don't. I unfortunately don't have the memory for it. Uh, I've had people tell me, "Yeah, you know, you should go do an open mic." Well, I can't remember my jokes. <laughs> those for those open, two open I mic. remember. Yeah, those two I remember, but. Usually I'm an off the cuffer ad liver, you know, in person. Oh, right. Not not impersonationist. Improvisational is the word I was looking for there. You know, again, anything and anything going on, if there's a stupid joke I could come up with to associate, I'm usually pretty quick at that. But having a structured routine with actual jokes that would have to segue. Yeah, I don't know that I could do it. I speak all the time before audience. That would be the issue. And I speak extemporaneously, like, you know, in my political activist role of things. I could speak off the cuff on virtually any topic. But to be able to put, you know, a couple dozen jokes together back to back and remember them in the order they need to be told, uh, not good enough for that. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you're far out there. Jesus, you smoke a lot of weed or what? <laughs> well, that was your first clue, man. <laughs> a couple clues. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, I don't smoke. I, I'm I'm going to turn 62 years old this year, too. I, so I don't really drink anymore either. You know, when, when you get older, it's like, eh, there's no point in it. It's no, I just, hear that. An expense, you know, a pop is a lot cheaper. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, I hear. I, I don't like the. Uh, I don't like the hangover as well. And um, let's let's talk about the book a little bit. So, like within your book, well, hell, just the title, terror, terror strike, right? Terror strikes coming soon to a city near you is the subtitle, which is important to remember because if you just put in terror strikes in Google or, you know, in Amazon books, you're going to get page upon page upon page. There's a bunch of books called Terror Strikes with a, you know, a varying subtitle. And I, in negotiation with my publisher, it was going to be different subtitle, but we came up with Coming Soon to a City Near You, because that's one of the main points in the book is with all the Wuhan hysteria, people kind of forgot about terrorism. And it's not like terrorists took their AK-47s and melted them down to make plowshares. They're still out there. It can come anytime to any place. It's not likely going to be another 9-11 style stunt. That's too big. We're looking for it. They're likely their cell is likely to be busted before they do it. So smaller scale strikes in different places are the thing. Like if you remember LAX uh, last year shut down for three days, yeah. power outage, mm-hmm. that was a terror strike on the power grid. That was a dry run for something bigger. And you don't hear anything about it because Basically, everybody wants to keep it quiet because, indeed, nothing's being done about it. We've been talking for the last dozen years. We need to harden the power grid and need to do updates. 
but nothing ever gets done. We are very vulnerable in there. And also, I, I, I don't talk about East Palestine, but for those who've read my book and read my Tulsa chapter, East Palestine was not a surprise to them. I basically foretold that happening in my Tulsa chapter. Well, that's what worries me about the illegal situation that we have in too. When you when you say terror strike near a city, a city near you, because who's the who's checking? Like, if there's any terrorists amongst these people, there's a lot of single males coming into the country. A lot. Yes. Yes. There. Uh, we we've interdicted hundreds of people who are on various different watch lists. And do we do anything? Do we send them back? No, they still let them in. So if there's hundreds that we've encountered and we know they're here, how many other hundreds, if not maybe a thousand, are in those millions of people Mm. that we see on drone cameras? Hey, all these people funneled in never encountered Border Patrol in any way, shape, or form, just wandered into the country. So, uh, you know, I I sure hope nothing big happens anytime soon, but uh, I I don't know how we've gone this long without, you know, something big. And and again, you you don't know what it's going to be, and it's it's likely going to be more a bunch of smaller scale things in various places. That I, I, cause, and the other thing about my book is it's not fear porn. I don't want you paranoid. I want you to just be remotely situationally aware. Yeah. You know, it's let's put terrorism aside. A criminal could be around the next corner you turn waiting to mug you. And, you know, there's not maybe a lot you'll be able to do, but to at least be pre- mentally prepared for the fact that it could happen and you're not at a complete loss and, you know, completely lost and mm-hmm. he- clueless what to do. You freeze in your tracks. Uh, if you haven't at least thought about it, crime, crime is running rampant right now. So, Terrorists might not get you, but some armed robber might. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. here's the issue with that as well is everyone's attention is redirected every like six seconds. Like there's so many news articles roaming around right now on top of having a cell phone that everyone's on social media. How do you, how are you possibly supposed to keep your attention with, you know, anything for more than two days they just run <laughs> yeah. these cycles like a madman it's it's fucking crazy i i literally just got rid of my social media today because i felt it creeping up and it was just kind of taking over my life so <laughs> yeah i just deleted all that shit i told everyone yeah. i was leaving and now i'm just gonna do these podcasts because i feel a lot more healthy when i'm just speaking to somebody and just kind of living in the moment outside you know, instead of people thinking for me. And that's what a lot of this social media does. I read a lot of books as well. But that social media, man, it just feels like someone is embedding themselves in my mind and telling me what to think and what to buy and what to do and what to like. Ugh, it, 
a real creepy feeling behind that shit. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why the term social influencer was invented. And indeed, yeah. a lot of people there are trying to influence. I'm on 15 different platforms mm-hmm. and I'm on there because of my constitutionalist politics show and my books. I mainly do social media to promote my books. Yep. So I, I'm not going to leave. I'll be there for that. I I scale back from time to time and take time away from it. And again, the other thing is being on Social Security disability. I'm home. I, you know, I've got a lot more time on my hands than the average person does. So mm. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. hurt me to spend an hour or two even on social media because it's not taking time away from something that I absolutely should be doing. That would be more productive. I've got all these hours in a day to fill. That's why you have so much time to write your goddamn jokes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So why did you get why are you so heavy into politics? You know, it's it's funny because when you're a young a young kid, you don't really care too much about politics. Although nowadays I'll say it's changing. I'm starting to notice people get into politics a lot younger than maybe when you were a little kid or when I was a little kid. I was born in 88. So politics when I was a kid, like I want nothing to do with that shit at all. <laughs> but, well, now the indoctrination factories are trying to push them. It, into it to some degree too if they can brainwash them to indeed you know vote the way they want them to they want them to be active but for me uh i got involved at a young age while i was still in high school in 78 because my godfather was a mayor of a pretty large detroit suburb city so I was in and around politicians at an early age. (laughs) So it would, you know, it just, it it was like part of the air to breathe for me, you know, (laughs) (laughs) to me, it was just natural and normal. Yeah. Doesn't everybody have a mayor in their family? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Wow. So, were you exposed to? Uh, I, let me ask you this: How was that growing up with a mayor? Uh, uh pretty interesting. Again, you know, because like, uh, he he was mayor of Melvindale, and you know, it's really interesting because I I don't make it to Melvindale much, but if anybody is in Melvindale. I have an instant ability to strike up a conversation. I say, you know, my godfather's, my uncle's name, Thomas Coogan. His name's on a bunch of buildings in Melvindale. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was my godfather. (laughs) That's pretty good. So was it, was he a pretty good mayor, would you say? Or like, because whenever I hear politics, I'm sure a lot of people think this. There's like, there's exposure to like you know, being criminal almost. Yeah. Well, he wasn't corrupt. So there's that, but, uh, (laughs) so thank God for that. Right. Right. Uh, but, uh, he certainly dealt with some others that were very corrupt and, you know, it's all relative. 
uh, I'll say that there's nobody who's perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. He wasn't perfect. No politician is your savior. Only Jesus is perfect. Uh, They're just a person. They have good days. They have bad days. There's the good, the bad, the ugly. There's pros and cons to everybody. If you think you agree with somebody 100% of everything, you've probably not studied them enough, or you're not a thinker. You're a sheeple. You're a cultist. Because you're bound to have, you know, like with a spouse, no matter how compatible you are, it's just not natural and normal to never have a disagreement of some right. kind. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. And you know what the issue is out here in the Chicagoland is that nobody is close to fucking perfect. They're all they're all criminals. Every single one. Yeah. Of them. Like everyone that comes in, like just wait three months. You find something that they were laundering money or that yep. they were changing laws because they were in the pockets of somebody. It's always some shit. It's yeah. never changed. It's insane to me. Well, the Chicago area, of course, notorious going back even before Al Capone. So, yeah, yeah I mean, the politicians there have indeed been, you know, and Detroit had its fair share of corrupt politicians, too. Kwame Kilpatrick went to prison. Trump pardoned him. Uh, mm. You know, Blagojevich, since you're in Chicago area, your mm-hmm. governor, you know, went to prison for actually something that is done on a regular basis by all kinds of people in politics. Like he said, I got this golden ticket. I'm not just giving it away for free. Horse trading is a thing. That in and of itself is not corruption or necessarily illegal. And yet he got put behind bars. Meanwhile, all these other people who have literally taken bribes, like we got what, uh, um, uh, Hernandez, Mendez, oh, I'm drawing a blank, the idiot, for the New Jersey senator with the gold <laughs> bars sewn into his jacket, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Who's you know, that guy? Gold bar? Yeah. No, I have no idea. Oh, you don't know who I'm talking about? Yeah, no. the new senator from New Jersey. Uh, Mendez or oh, I just can't think of his proper name, but I, I'm sure people in the audience know who I'm talking about here. I'm Googling yeah. it. I mean, they're still uh, working on whether he's going to be charged with anything. Uh, but yeah, there's constantly... Oh, wait, mo- the, the gay guy? No, no. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? He was like in New York, and he like everything that came out of his mouth was a lie. You're Every talking, single thing. Yeah, that's the Republican joke. Yeah, George Santos. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But but spare me, you know. Er, almost everyone in politics lies. You know, he just told almost funny, different kind of lies. He's a comedian. Yeah, to get his way in the Congress, but. You'll notice all those other liars who literally will go to the well of the floor in the Congress and lie directly to the public like an Adam Schiff had done the last three years. And he's running for Senate. He hasn't been expelled. But George Santos, 
once he got there, well, he wasn't going to be a go-along-to-get-along kind of guy. So they expelled him, even though he said, I won't run for election. But because he knows some of the dirty secrets and some of the skeletons in the closet now, uh, and wasn't going to play ball like the usual bought-and-paid-for politician, they needed to kick him out. Uh, oh, Menendez, I think. Yeah, Bob Menendez. Uh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, that cook's but name again, is Bob Menendez. Adam Schiff, who lies, every day he opens his mouth as a new lie, and he does it right in Congress, right on C-SPAN, in congressional hearings where people are under oath. They can't lie, but he's up there on his podium lying through his teeth. He's not been expelled. Why? There's a whole lot of people who should be expelled that aren't. That's the system we run on. Yep. That's a real problem because everything is monetary gain. Everything is has to do with money. Everyone is bought and paid for. So it's literally the, the machine that is running this. And how could you ever have a, a clean running government when you can just simply be bought out. People are being bought yep. by these huge corporations. You know, big pharma's a giant one. They fucking buy everyone, it seems like. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're awash with money. Now, I, you know, I don't know where you stand technically, and, and it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump's character. You know, and character does matter. He is indeed like a six-year-old child at mm -hmm. times. Yeah. I mean, seriously. But I am supporting him in 2024 for president because things were good under him. They are not now. Uh, and But, again, I'm honest. I don't put any man on a pedestal. I am a cultist for no one. I will support people, but... I'll call them out when I think they should be. And Donald Trump is the one that created Operation Warp Speed that was yet. Why, why do we get this with Republicans who always claim to be for smaller government? But I, going, you know, H.W. Bush, G.W. Bush, Trump, as well as every Democrat has had some big government boondoggle program. With Trump, it was Operation Warp Speed. It was the government had no business being involved in that and funding that. That is a private. So, yeah, pharma is made bazillions. If you look at the four, the latest, you know, Forbes 500 list, anyone that's entered onto the new the list as a new millionaire or billionaire and those who have moved up the list higher more than others, almost all 99% of them have ties to big pharma because yeah. they were able to get in on that and cash in on the Wuhan hysteria and these jabs that are not a vaccine. They don't make you immune to a damn thing, but yet people still insist on this fake, false pseudoscience. A vaccine like polio or tuberculosis or measles or uh, scarlet fever or mumps or whatever 
are legit vaccines. You get it. It makes 99.999% of everyone who gets the shot then immune to what you're getting the jab for. These are just fancy flu shots, but yet they're still out there peddling them as if they're a vaccine. No, language matters. Facts they, matter. They changed the language, didn't they? What, what a yeah. vaccine is or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, at, for most people bought into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But yeah, but uh, mainly the left. I've written several articles on it, how the left cannot win a policy discussion on honesty. If they, uh, fa- fascocrats, I call them, and that's not hyperbolic. Literally, you can go to DuckDuckGo, pull up a copy of the Communist Manifesto, the Nazi Sochi's 1930s Germany uh, platform, and today's Democrat platform, and you're going to see 28 planks that are the same. Of course, they use different flowery language to to disguise it, but it's there. So... Yeah, there were I some. I forgot where I was going with that. I'm no, gonna... it was perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of that. There were some pretty sick correlations to, and I'll I'll use this Nazi Germany when the when the vaccine was out here. Yeah, and like if you were a non-vaxer, the left was coming at you like you were a Jew, and they were fucking Nazis. Like yep. I had family members telling me, "Well, if you get sick and you didn't take the vaccine." You should die. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. what, what is that? <laughs> really? Yeah. That, that's that's Nazi Germany to me. Oh, you're Jewish? You're dead. They yeah, don't that... know you as a person. They don't see anything else. They just see your symbol if you did not get vaccinated, if you did get vaccinated. You're part of the team or you're not part of the team. Yep. Yep. And uh, again, if it were a real vaccine, and you got the shot, why does the person next to you have to have it? If it really worked, there would be no need for them to have it, right? And the left, my body, my choice. No. Except for this time. That child is a different body. It has its own DNA, its own fingerprints, its own blood type, its own beating heart, its own liver and kidney. Pregnancy is not a disease. Uh, it's not a failed woman's organ, like like a bad kidney to to remove. It's its own life. That they want to, again, in the twisting of the language. Oh, and like Goebbels, right? Tell a lie. Tell a lie often enough and more people will believe it. Uh, but the Germans got that from the Wilson administration. They also got their eugenics from Margaret Sanger, another Democrat, who, of course, wanted to kill black babies, wanted black genocide. So, you know, a a lot of this stuff hasn't changed over time. And I forgot where I was going with that again. I went off the rails down another rabbit hole. But shit, you're like a a fresh (laughs) breath of air, man. You like you like pop into this whirlpool and just spouting out some good facts. And all of a sudden you like come back to reality. You're like, where the fuck was I? (laughs) Yeah. Well, oh, the twist, you know, the lies, the twist, the twisting of language goes 
back a long time because they can't have an honest discussion. If they were honest about what they want to do, no one would vote for them. <laughs> so yeah. they have to lie and they warp the language like fair. Oh, remember, Bill Clinton, depends on what the definition of is is. Right? <laughs> that bullshit. Yeah. Well, fair. Well, define fair. To the people on the left, that means I get to steal your stuff. Uh, no. <laughs> In any children's book, that would not be the definition of fair. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, well, I hope I hope so. But during the, the COVID era, I think we found out that a lot of these media companies, like big time, let's say like uh, CNN, you know, like it's just lies. They were spouting off lies. They they were on TV saying, if you get this shot, you will not get COVID and you cannot right. pass COVID on. That was it. Right. Yeah. 100%. And, and then still people who lie and to tell that lie, despite hundreds of years of science of vaccine, what a real vaccine is versus this pseudo fake vaccine they keep using that word and the same thing with masks i wrote about it now i had cancer in 2010 uh what kind so of cancer did you have leukemia blood cancer so wow, my uncle had that too wow oh yeah. yeah before and during chemo and all that they had me wearing the surgical mask but we you know they didn't lie about it uh, and I knew the science. There's hundreds of years of science. Those little blue surgical masks don't do much of anything because even an N95 is called N95 because it only protects against 95% of bacteria and viruses. And guess what? The SARS-2 COVID variant is not one of those particulate sizes that it blocks. But my doctors had me wearing one, you know, just as a little bit of an additional precaution. Uh, I certainly couldn't give leukemia to anyone. They they were worried if somebody sneezed near or around me that, you know, it might block some of the spittle particulates. You know, that's what it's good for. That's why it's used as a surgical mask in surgery to keep a wound, an open wound, as clean as possible. That doesn't prevent the transmission of bacteria and virus, but you still get people with this mask. And then, you know, most people have heard the term, well, it can't hurt. Well, I'm sorry, it can hurt. There's a hundred years of science that tell us there's such a thing as carbon uh, dioxide toxicity. If you wear a mask oh, right. yeah. for too long, you're lowering and depleting your oxygen levels and you're actually making yourself sick on your own rebreathe. Yeah, and they were having kids wear that shit all throughout school. Like young kids. My kid in yep. daycare. You had like the, it wasn't optional. You had to. It was mandatory. If you need them to go to school, and we still had to go to work, so we had to drop them off. Have to wear a mask. Have to. Disgusting. It was yep. disgusting. Despite all, despite hundreds of years of peer-reviewed science, and you could go to any library. Has to go to the 
old books or magazine sections and dig up some old American Journal of Medicine articles regarding masks and do some damn research for yourself. But no, Lord Fraudchi, as I call him, could, you know, yeah, he didn't rewrite the science. He was just peddling shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, I, I do have like a, a sensitive spot for people that got the vaccine just because not all of them, but some of them, because there was so much fear mongering going on. There was mm-hmm. so much of it that the, the, um, the media did a real fucking good job of putting people in hysteria. Just like, if you don't get this, you're going to die, like scaring you with your life. And like, if you have grandparents, they're going to die. It got so crazy that we weren't even allowed to go see our grandparents if they were in the hospital dying to give them a hug or see them. That's how fucking crazy this guy. Yeah. And people seem to forget you weren't allowed to go see your grandma that was dying. Yeah. My mother passed in 2022, uh, but she had. Yeah, well, you know, it happens, right? She Mm -hmm. had dementia for 10 years. So my sister and I were taking care of her. So we got the first shot. I told my sister not to do it, but she did it anyway. She got one of the ultra experimental mRNA shots. Oh, Lord Jesus. The guy who invented the very fucking concept and who says, this is going to be great for helping and curing cancer someday. But even he says, this ain't the time. This ain't the place. It's not ready. So I got the J&J jab because that was at least, you know, the egg uh, fermented style, more traditional vaccine methodology. Uh, But we both only got the one, you know, to, to, in, in, an abundance of caution to try to protect our mother because we sure weren't going to have her. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, we sure as hell have not gotten any boosters. No intention of ever getting any of those boosters because, yeah, the fear porn at the first, we suspected. I mean, we all thinking people we knew. We knew, but we couldn't prove it. We know now it's proven. Even the CDC is releasing information about what they knew at the time. And those stories were indeed just stories. It's all bullshit. They're just a flu shot. They may help some people with their systems, which is not to say COVID can't be deadly or cause someone's death. I know two people who died not from COVID, but COVID causing issues with their comorbidity and those were always the people that were more susceptible to death because of covid because they had other underlying health problems not others like my friend lisa ewald uh rest in peace uh she was a nurse she had asthma and the, the hospital system refused to give her ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine until it was too late. She started taking it, but too late that night, she died in her sleep due to pneumonia from oh the, God. you know, the COVID causing uh, pneumonia in her asthmatic lungs. And she died. 
Wow. So it wasn't, you know, indirectly was because of COVID, but she didn't die of that disease. Just complications that it brought on due to her comorbidities. And yeah. that was the majority of the death. And to this day, they still won't be honest about that. I know. It's it's appalling. It's crazy. And those medications you mentioned were, I mean, they were effective. We know that. They were effective. I, I, I have ivermectin, HCQS, and Z-Packs sitting on my coffee table across from me. I had COVID twice. Took IVC and HCQS, Z-Packs, up my D, up my C, up my B, and got over it without any problem. My other friend, Bill Hartman, got hospitalized with COVID and they were giving them the ridiculous remdesivir, which is still unfully tested drug. But guess what? They make lots of money with that. That's like $2,000 a vial. But he wasn't getting better. They finally then found a doctor who would prescribe him ivermectin and HCQS. Yeah. And he was actually improving. But the hospital dismissed the doctor and said, no. We we worship Lord Fraud Cheese protocols because why? Follow the money. We get yeah, more yeah. money if we yeah. give you remdesivir as opposed to those cheap drugs that work. And indeed, he relapsed, got worse. They ended up putting him on a vent, which oh, that's meant, the, that's the game. That meant more money for them. Anyone with COVID, they put on a vent more bonus money, it became a money laundering thing than health than it was about your health. You and nailed it. Indeed, he died while on that vent. When IVC and uh, and HCQS were starting to make him better, he'd be alive today if they'd have kept him on that regimen. I you know I can't prove that, but I fully believe that. Yeah, the um the iron lung is a death <laughs> sentence. Yeah, and the other issue is the all the known side effects of these experimental drugs because they weren't fully tested. They are still only approved under FDA emergency conditions. They haven't been fully tested. I have a friend who now has myocarditis. Because yeah, of the job. Because he was in the same situation. He was caring for Pastor Max, uh, a, a, a friend of his, he was helping. So he too got a shock out of shot out of the paranoia that, you know, I don't want to kill my friend. I want to yes. protect my friend. And yeah. never had an issue with his heart before the jab. Yep. But now he's got heart problems. No, Here's too not, many of those not stories. coincidence. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that the the left like to say is that it's coincidence. As soon as you bring it up, as soon as you ask, like if if someone young dies and you you question if they got the vaccine or not, it's always a conspiracy. But at this yeah. point, it's really it's not a conspiracy. It's just I, we would love to know the science. We would love to know the numbers. How come they just can't be honest with us? The people that are young and healthy are just dropping from heart attacks or their heart stopping. Yeah. Like, I don't think we'll ever know the true answer. Like LeBron James kid went down. Yep. We will never know if, yep. if 
and we know that they they were pro vaccine, so we know he got the the jab. But they will never let us know if that's what caused it, and that's a shame because. I mean, Jesus, is there something that people can do to reverse it or like what? Like, well, there are, <laughs> there are some snake oil things out there I, that can supposedly, you know, uh, help reverse the uh, spike protein increases and all. You know, I don't know how valid that all is or not, but, you know, if you're desperate enough, you'll try anything. But back yeah, back right. to, like I said, I'm supporting Trump for 2024. Trump Gnome 24 is my uh, ticket that I'd like to see because Christy Gnome didn't shut down her state for a second, didn't have a, lo- a mask mandate for even... Ron DeSantis can't say that. He tries to say that, he did shut down his state. He quickly reversed himself. But sorry, Ron, you can't say you didn't do it when you did do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I give you credit for recognizing you made a mistake and you reversed yourself. Just be honest and say that. I respect you more if you would. So yeah. I'm for Christy Nome for Trump's VP. But again, I'm not a cultist. I call Trump's hubris out. Still, he still says Operation Warp Speed was great, and he still peddles the jabs. Uh, Sorry, Don, you need to admit your fault and wrongness on that. But, you know, that's an issue I have with him. Uh, But again, there has not been any president in my lifetime, including Reagan, whom I love to death, he made that bad amnesty deal with Tip O'Neill. So again, I say every Republican, every Democrat we know, spend, 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 grow government, grow government, grow government. But why is it even every Republican in my lifetime has engaged in some government boondoggle too? And with Trump, it was Operation War Speed. G.W. Bush, I can only imagine how Oh, how screwed up things could have been if Al Gore would have won that election and then 9-11 happened. But G.W. Bush, towards the end, engaged in that TARP bailout crap. That was Dick Cheney running the government. Yeah. (laughs) Why every time we have a Republican president, they can't stick to the plan. But. They have one boondoggle as opposed to the Democrats administration's 10 boondoggles. So they're not perfect, but they're not insane and as bad as the left. So what type of shenanigans do you think is going to happen? Because something always happens during the election year, 2024. Here we are. What what do you think is going to happen? Because something's going to happen. Well, yes. Sorry. Not the <laughs> Oh, doggone it. Uh, getting a cough now for some reason. It's dry. That's the CIA. The they don't want you to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> they just spray yeah. something in your house. <laughs> yeah, the NSA is across the street with one of those <laughs> yeah. microwave weapons, right? Night, night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I forgot what the hell I was going to say. See, it's oh, working. You, you were talking about shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, the fraud isn't anything new. The, the Chicago, you're from Chicago area. The Chicago mob bosses went around openly boasting how 
they cheated and stole Chicago for JFK, which then delivered right, Illinois, right. which yeah. gave JFK the presidency. So this fraud from the left is nothing new. They just keep ramping it up to bigger and bigger scales. But also, too, 30 to 50 million Americans don't vote that could vote. And 30 million of them are Christians. Well, if you're a real fellow Christian and you follow the guidelines of your faith, uh, you should be out. You can't vote for a Democrat. I'm sorry. Jesus was not a socialist. Render unto Caesar does not mean communist redistributive gov government. That's not what it meant. That's not what it ever meant. And, you know, various, that's why uh, I do my show, Constitutionalist Politics. And I have a book, Constitutionalist Politics, that covers that. Jesus was not a socialist. You can't just pick one or two partial scriptures and, uh, you know, think it's okay to murder babies in the womb and think it's okay to steal right? Jesus told us to be our brother's keeper. I didn't turn, didn't mean for this to turn into me proselytizing, but Preach. now that I'm there, Jesus did not say steal from Steve to give from Eve. No, being your brother's keeper means giving of and from yourself. It is a personal commandment, not a redistribution communist government uh, scheme, uh, you know, approval. Right. So yeah. you can't vote Democrat. If those 30 million voted, they couldn't defeat us, even with the, you know, quadruple the fraud. Because at the what end about of the 50 the, million illegals that are going to be voting Democrat. Yeah, well. <laughs> Not not all of them will, but yeah, no, but that's part of why they want to settle them in to the heartland of America, to turn yeah. red districts purple and purple districts blue. But when it comes down to the end of the day, despite all the hoopla, Trump only lost by 44,000 votes in five states. That's very overcomable. That's very easily shiftable. Because when you think election math, if you remove, you get one to come over from their side to your side, you only need 25,000 votes to shift that because election math isn't standard math. Because that voter who voted Biden last time, if they're voting Trump this time, right. means right. that's a twofer. Yeah, two yeah, vote. Yeah. That's a yep. double vote because it's one less for Biden and one more for Trump. Let Good me point. spell this out in another way. If A has 20,001 votes and B has 19,999 votes, you take one from A, they're down to 20,000. You give that one to B, they're now up to 20,000. That's really see a shift a twofer in a way. In that example, obviously, there'd be a tie there, which can't work. But you do enough of those shifts, you don't need to make up all 44,000. You only need about 25,000 of them in the right places at the right time to shape 
an election, which is the brilliance of our founders, why we are not a mobocracy. We are a republic. The left wants a kleptocracy and an ineptocracy, if I could get the word I invented out. (laughs) We need to go back to a meritocracy, but their brilliance in creating the electoral college. Otherwise, New York and California would just pick the president. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see if Trump wins a civil war happening? Or some kind oh. of uprising because we, we know, you and I both know that the left can be unsettling sometimes if they don't get their way. And there's a oh. lot of violence that comes with that. I've yeah. It. Well, they did assassinate Lincoln, the first Republican president, because they didn't get their way in that other civil war. <laughs> so, sure did. you know, Democrat violence of 200 years is easily documented. They're the party that created the KKK. Margaret Sanger and the Democrats are the ones who created Planned Parenthood to mostly kill black babies in the inner cities. Uh, they're the ones that are were for the Jim Crow segregation laws. They're still the party's segregation. How, how is now black-only dorms, black-only graduations, Asian-only this, you know, purple people only that, not your plantation roots coming through again? You're you're still the party of segregation. The that's Republicans a, are the party of MLK Jr. and the content of one character, not your skin tone. Your character, and a lot of these people's characters, sadly, are piss poor. I don't care if they're black, white, purple, pink, and yeah. with polka dots. Well, maybe the one with polka dots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good point. It's um, somehow we've managed to get so lost. Well, you, you know? mentioned you. I mentioned the the platform thing, fascocrats, as I caught call them uh, uh, Antifa and black lying Marxists literally are literally, literally now the, the modern KKK version uh, for the Democrats. They literally are the Hitlerian brown shirts and the El Duce uh, Mussolini, for those who don't know who El Duce was, black shirts of fascist Italy. They're literally doing the same damn things the fascists did in the 1930s. They're out there trying to beat down and silence their opposition, but they call us fascists. Yeah, those of us who want smaller government, because the political spectrum, they like to claim fascism is a right-wing thing. No, no, it's not, moron. On the right you have no government, anarchy, every man, woman, child for themselves, no laws, no rules, do what you want, fend for yourself. That's the ultimate far reach of the political scale, and nobody I know on the planet wants that. We are 
in the middle of the right side of the scale, or as our founders created us that, a limited constitutional republic so there would be at least some societal rules. And on the far left, you have all-encompassing government, which is communism, fascism, socialism, monarchy, uh, other forms. And the natural progression based on human nature is to move more left. People get complacent and power always then fills that gap. So sorry, morons, fascism is an all-encompassing, all-powerful left-wing side of the political spectrum style government. That's you, not us. Yeah, I've known a lot of people that were left, mostly left, and now after this current administration, the wonderful job they've done have now gone right. And a lot of them are voting red no matter what just because of how fucking awful it's been. And I think that the uh, the people behind the curtain that are currently running this administration, because let's be honest, it's not Joe Biden. Like he's just the, the, the face obviously, but that is a dead man. He, there's no, they have him on strings, like a fucking puppet. Yeah. You can't tell me that man's alive. So whoever's running this show loves their position right now because he's just, because Joe Biden is just going to do whatever he's told. Yeah. He just goes on the stage. He's got the little earpiece in. He just repeats, you know, whatever, like some, made up numbers and walks off the stage the wrong yep. way, but he gets the message across of the, the eyes behind the curtain. So it they was, love their current position. Yeah. I'd imagine they're going to do whatever they can to remain in power. That's what it always comes down to. If you're in power, if you get to power, then the next step is how do we remain in power? And that goes throughout like the corporate world and the lawmaking and all this shit. Yeah. By dumb as I call him. <laughs> There's another one. Put him. Yeah. <laughs> is Obama. M-A-O. Mao, Damn, you're on right? fire. Yeah, Obama. Uh, you know, he was his vice president. And a lot of Obama's people are Biden's cabinet. So he's the one still controlling everything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I hashtag new. I practically hashtag a new thing every other month. So <laughs> yeah, because you have all that time to write your bits and yep. hashtags. <laughs> well, I, I started that when Obama care. I call it right. Mm-hmm. It makes sense because yeah. it was. And guess what, people? If there's any leftist snowflakes listening. That came out of the Nazi party platform. Socialized medicine. That came out of the platform. That's one of the planks of the Nazis that you have in your platform. And it's not about health care. It's about power and control over others. Controlling everybody. You know what? We'd love to help you, Jay. With, you know, your your daughter, she needs a certain medication. But, you know, we're going to need you to toe the party line on this or that or another thing. Oof, in order, you I, know, I really help, need that medication. Yeah, exactly. Help us to help you. Okay. By helping okay. us, right? That's yeah, my... what it's about. Power and control, not health care for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. 
<laughs> well, hey, man, I appreciate you being here. Um, let, let me ask you this, this final question here. What, like, give me a prediction for 2024. Just wrap it up. Like, what, what's good? What do we? What can we expect? Well, I would love to, but I think it's, uh, you know, it, it it could come down anyways. I mean, it could be a landslide either direction, or it could be a squeaker close, because we just don't know again the degree of fraud. As long as they're not re-implementing lockdowns and going like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan all violated their state law and sent out ballots, not even applications, sent out ballots, millions of them, to people who didn't request them. And that left them lying around for anyone and everyone to grab, whether someone's dead, alive, moved somewhere else, and cast those ballots. So if we don't have lockdowns and they can't get away with that again, it should be a closer to fair election. So, I mean, I could see it going any, any way, Biden landslide, Trump landslide, or Trump or Biden in a squeaker. There are just too many moving parts and variables at this stage. We're Let me ask you this real too quick. Far if, out. if there's a war that breaks out, like a, a major war, a world war that breaks out in November, is there a law in place that says that the current president and his administration has to stay in office? No, no, but there's, there's not. Okay. Uh, no, but the nation usually never, you know, the, the old saying, don't change horse in midstream. Uh, the nation has never in major times of war uh, switched unless if a president was term limit out, they, that would factor in. But generally the party in power stays in power. Uh, and that's why, uh, you know, that wagged a dog during Bill Clinton and why we're bombing targets a week later in Syria and Iraq uh, after we've given them plenty of times to know, time to know we're coming in advance. It's all for show and trying to make Biden look tough now all of a sudden as they posture for the election. But I do have an article on thelibertybeacon.com about how does one conduct an election in an open war zone? Because people were making a big thing out of Zelensky considering canceling the Ukrainian elections. Well, you know, he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. How do you correctly, fairly run an election if your occupied territories, you can't run the election there? Yeah, so right. it's not a full, fair, and free election. But if he doesn't at least try to run an election, then he'll be accused of, you know, a, 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 a invalid, uh, illegal dictator, right? You can't win. I mean, even during our wartime, we were able, the northern states, to conduct elections. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean, if open war were to break out uh, and that be here, I, I don't certainly foresee that as a potential. Uh, so 
No, they can't just cancel the elections. There'd be. I'm no just way. trying to think of like whatever way that the party that's currently in the office is going to try their best to game the system. Well, you this know? Is, you know they, they this goes back to George George W. Bush they, uh, at the end of his second. Oh, he's going to declare martial law and serve a third term. Didn't happen. Then, of course, people on the right said that about Obama. Oh, he's going to declare, right? Then they said that. They're still saying that about Trump. He's a dictator. He's a dictator. Excuse yeah. me? Did yeah. he declare martial law after he lost the election so he could stay in power? No, he didn't do that. And now, of course, there are people accusing, well, Biden's going to declare martial law and cancel the elections. Now, I, I don't, you I don't see that happening, even though they are indeed fascocrats and will do anything to hold power. I I think that goes too far, and I don't think our military would allow that to happen. Well, that's good. I did want to ask you another thing that you because you brought up something and that kind of like rejogged my memory. I'm sorry. Do you still got time? Oh yeah, I got. Uh, I, it's only nine thirty here, my time. I got plenty of time. So. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you about this uh, this Iran thing because I, I read something that said Iran says that U.S. airstrikes are a strategic mistake. I had a friend send me an article. I wanted to ride that past you and see what you thought on it. Yeah, I have a piece uh, that's written that's on before it's news. I'm going to quickly. Click over. It's called the Biden the Biden show. All for show. Nothing but show begun. And I go in depth into what's happening now. We we use backfire bombers, knowing full wall Russia and China would be monitoring those. And when the minute they started towards the Middle East, Russia and China will have warned Iran, who then will have warned their proxies, hey, they're coming, hide everything, move everything, don't be anywhere where the bombs are going to fall. So it's a wag the dog. It's all for show. We're not doing anything substantive. And I go into this in the article as an analogy. Here's a metaphor analogy, although like I say, I can't pass lame jokes. As a writer, I'm too clever for metaphors. I use meta sixes, but I'm wrong. <laughs> but anyway, here, here's a meta. <laughs> you like that one? Yeah. yeah. You, you live in a block in a suburb, right? And yeah. even Steve, one lives on the house to your right. The other lives on your house to the left. And you constantly have issues with Eve and Steve hassling you. But everybody on the block knows, however, it is that bastard John across the street from you riling them up and keeping them at you based on lies, propaganda, incitement, and incentives, and maybe even funding them so that they constantly hassle you, right? You can be stupid and keep wasting your time with Eve and Steve or you can go knock the fuck out of John <laughs> where the real problem lies and yeah. either be respected and or feared by Eve and Steve. Either way, the shit stops because 
you dealt with the actual problem, the source. We need to, but the Biden administration will never do this. They don't believe in peace through strength. They also believe in proportionality. That's why we're hitting these minor targets after they've been warned. So we're basically just blowing up a few empty buildings here and there in the Middle East so he can pretend to be tough. But this proportionality shit is stupid. You must have peace through strength, as Reagan said, and as Trump adopted. And also, what I say is the doctrine of overwhelming retaliation. You hit me, I knock you the fuck out. You stab me, I shoot you. My response is never, ever, going to be proportional. Whatever you do, I'm going to fuck you up 10 times worse. You will either then respect me or fear me, but either way, you've been put in your place and I get no more shit from you. You should you should be a goddamn football coach or a hockey coach. You, you, you got me psyched up. I'm ready to run through a fucking wall for you right now. <laughs> God, that's a hey. That's a great place to end. Woo, Jesus! Yeah, You're not but motivated the, by that. Good lord. The, the left never learned the lessons of World War One and World War Two. They still think Neville Chamberlainism appeasement can work. They think, well, you know, if we're just nice to the Iranians, maybe they'll hate us less. They still chant "death to Israel" and "death to America" yeah. every fucking day. What don't you get, moron? They call Israel the little Satan. We are the big Satan. They want to put a mushroom cloud above Tel Aviv, New York, and D.C. all on the same day. But yet the American left is aiding and abetting our enemy to get those nukes to destroy us with. Yeah, don't even get me started because there's like a whole march a movement going on of like the gays that support Palestine or whatever. And if they oh, like, if, oh, they, yeah, you oh, know, I, if they went into that country, they would be shot immediately. Please, immediately. I, I, I think you're on board with me. We're going to start a GoFundMe so that we could take give a one way ticket to Gaza to anyone that holds a queer for Palestine sign. Yeah, yeah, and, you know. If they manage to survive, well, they won't. They might look right. They won't. They might learn something. That would be a win. And if they get killed over there because they literally throw people, gays and lesbians, from buildings, yes, or they do. Bury them into their head and yes. stone them to death. God damn. No Christian I know here in America wants to do that to a gay person, but yet. They side with Islamic terrorists. So, yeah, if they go there and they learn something, that's a win. If they go there and they get killed, hey, that's a win, too. Yeah, because people are going to see and they'll be so, documented and they'll be yep. like, oh. Well. We need a GoFundMe to get these people one-way tickets over there. All right. That website will be open up in 24 hours if you'd like to go make a donation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, Joseph. I appreciate you being here, man. You're uh, you got some knowledge behind you, sir, and you got some stand-up comedy too. Uh, yeah. So, well, like you. I say, I have been involved heavily since 1978 when I was 
in high school. So yeah, I and now again being on disability, I've got the time to spend digging down all these rabbit holes that the average person who has to work for a living doesn't have the, or, you know, has a wife and kids to worry about. A spouse, I shouldn't say wife. It could be a woman that's listening. You could have a husband to deal with and kids, right? You just don't have the time available to you to really dig deep into these rabbit holes like I can and do, and why I felt called to write my terror strikes coming soon to a city near you. It's not just about foreign terrorists, but those idiot leftist fascocrats as bad as terrorists trying to destroy us from within. And my Christitutionalist Politics podcast, I started in June. I dropped a book version in August of last year, and I'm going to have a part two come out June of this year because I feel called to write these things so that someone should be able to have an hour or two to read and read up on these things if I have it there to present them the evidence, like the scriptural, if you're Christian, you can't be a fascocrat. And I lay out all the full scriptural evidence in context, not like Hillary distorting, it takes a village. That is a Christian principle to be one's brother's keeper. But micro-communism as opposed to macro-communism. If you and I join a credit union, that's a commune. But we are freely doing that for the benefit of ourselves and each other versus the macro-forced communism. That's that's not kosher. <laughs> pun intended. No. That's not biblical. It takes a village. Yeah. It takes your parents, the grandparents, the neighbor's kid to babysit your kid if you're having a date night out. That that kind of village, not the Bingo. hand over your kids to be wards of the state like, <laughs> yeah, like Hillary means it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right? Yeah, no thanks. So thank you for doing the heavy lifting for us, you know. where can people find you like you got a website your social media yeah thanks yeah joseph m leonard again it looks like leonard it's leonard without an o joseph m leonard.us or terrorstrikes.info if you want a a quick peek at some things in the book go to terrorstrikes.info slash quotes I pick pieces out of the book and put it on that page. You get a better feel for the sub parts of the book beyond just the terrorism thread that ties it together. And like I said, it's a book about life and living, not death. I don't want you to be paranoid. Uh, I'm not selling fear porn. I'm trying to sell hope over fear, uh, your faith over despair, those things. But yeah, you can go to terrorstrikes.info slash shop. If you're in the U.S. and buy an autograph copy direct, I will ship it for free in the U.S. That only costs like four bucks to do. That's not a big deal. So terrorstrikes.info slash shop. 
buy any or all of my books and you know, get them autographed and sent out to you shipped U.S. Post Office free. Uh, I also write for BeforeIt'sNews.com as well as TheLibertyBeacon.com. I used to write for Red State, but I don't anymore. I've kind of moved on with them. I had a falling out with them at one point. So you, now don't don't Google me. Go to DuckDuckGo, Jibberoo, or Freespoke and put in Joseph M. Leonard. You'll find stuff. You'll find my books on Google uh, because Google dare not fuck with Amazon's profit. <laughs> you know, but you, Let it won't, be known. you won't find my articles or a lot of other information about me. They've been throttling and censoring my results for several decades now because they don't like my politics. All right. Well, everyone, go check out Joseph Leonard. Uh, stay vigilant and uh, make sure you go make a donation to our new uh, Queers for <laughs> Palestine charity. We'll be yep. up in 24 hours. Appreciate it. Joseph, thank you so much for being here. Everyone listening, take care. Love you guys. See ya. Okay.